and welcome to a new episode of the CX Asia Show. I'm Yannick Robin and I am your podcast host uh, in Bali right now. Um, I am with my new guest, Ronald Lee uh, from City Mart. Ronald, welcome to the show. Uh, maybe we can start by a quick introduction about, about yourself. Uh, thank you, Yannick. Uh, I'm Ronald. Uh, I've been working in uh, Myanmar for the past seven years for City Mart Holdings. Uh, for uh, the better half of uh, my uh, career in City Mart, I was uh, in charge for, of uh, the real estate developments uh, of our group. But more recently, I'm tasked with uh, uh, heading up the, our digital projects. Uh, we have uh, two exciting uh, projects. Maybe before you go into the details of the, of the projects, Maybe can you explain a little bit? I mean, City Mart um, is uh, probably not known for uh, from our audience. Yes, uh, it is uh, in Myanmar. So can you sure. can you explain what City Mart does? Okay, so uh, broadly, City Mart does uh, two activities. One is that uh, we are a retailer, so we um, have uh, stores ranging from supermarkets to hypermarkets to convenience stores bakeries and uh, um, specialty stores. So uh, for that business, we are the largest uh, retailer by uh, in the modern retail trade. And the other activity we do is we also develop shopping centers. So uh, we are also the largest uh, real estate developer of uh, retail space. So in many of our projects, we are both, uh, we both play two roles. We are the landlord as well as we are the retailer. So, um, in a way, it's the best of both worlds in uh, retail. <laughs> Very interesting. And, and so, uh, in, 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 in this organization, uh, I think that uh, you are working uh, in, in the business unit where you manage all the innovation, uh, innovative projects. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about these projects? Okay. So, uh, there are two main projects that we are working on. And uh, I'll just share a little bit about the third one, which we are still uh, finding uh, a solution to. So uh, for the first two, we are uh, well underway. Uh, the first project is uh, e-commerce. So we are live now. Uh, since uh, February, uh, we have an online marketplace that houses all our brands um, that uh, we uh, fulfill to our customers with uh, next-day delivery. And uh, we are now also implementing the uh, SAP uh, Ibis Commerce. Uh, so we will see that uh, live in around November this year. Uh, and uh, we have quite a few uh, interesting uh, features that we'd like to add to that uh, release, such as uh, same-day delivery and uh, um, uh, more personalization for the uh, customers uh, who are using the uh, online store. Uh, the second project is our loyalty program. Uh, this is uh, uh, has two features. One is a it's a loyalty program uh, that uh, you are that most uh, retailers have around uh, the world, and uh, but it also comes with a mobile wallet that enables the users to uh, pay uh, online as well as in our physical stores with uh, prepaid uh, uh, credits. And they can also do other activities like pay their phone bills and uh, um, top up their uh, telco uh, airtime and uh, even buy uh, products uh, in uh, other online stores as well. 
So uh, these are the two uh, projects that's uh, taking up most of our time in uh, Sidima. And uh, we're looking to um, you know, uh, bring it on the, uh, our final uh, p uh, piece of the puzzle, which is data as well. So for data, we are starting with uh, data warehousing. Uh, and, uh, but for analytics, we are still figuring out what's the best way to uh, do it, uh, whether to build our own data team or whether to uh, outsource most of the uh, analytics, and uh, uh, especially for the more tricky parts like uh, big data and uh, uh, machine learning. Maybe I'm quite interested by the first, at least, by yes. your, your digital commerce project. Uh, you spoke about marketplace, yes. um, so maybe one quite obvious question uh, we see in the region, uh, like Amazon or Alibaba via Lazada, yep. uh, coming in, in, in the region. They are already in in Singapore. Um, Amazon is already in India as yep. well. Um, so, what is your strategy, and how do you think you can compete with uh, such big players? So if you look at the uh, big players, uh, what they are essentially doing is they are also moving um, offline. So Amazon has acquired uh, uh, Whole Foods, Alibaba has uh, been on a shopping spree for uh, supermarkets in China as well. So we see them increasingly uh, trying to go uh, to omni I mean, uh, going to omni-channel via acquisition. Uh, we're doing the reverse so we are essentially uh, 20 years ago we started as a uh, offline retailer uh, with our first supermarket store and uh, as uh, today uh, what we are trying to do is to you know, be able to serve the same customers or even more uh, by offering them another way to shop which is uh, uh, online so uh, to do so what we are doing in the first step is to uh, put all our products as well as all our brands uh, online uh, to offer to our customers a choice where they can either visit our store or they can uh, do it in their comfort of your own home or in your office. Sorry, when you speak about all your brands, yes. um, do you speak about the, the brands that are in your shopping centers? Yes. Okay. So uh, when I speak about my brands, is uh, our brands is uh, first our own stores like our supermarket our hypermarket yeah so our, where you do grocery right yes our pharmacies uh, so those will be the first to go online and in fact they are uh, live now yeah you are um, already online for the yes. grocery part uh, by end of this year we hope to bring on third party uh, merchants as well so of course the low hanging fruit is to involve uh, the uh, merchants that are already in our shopping centers. So all the tenants yes. uh, that uh, where you that are already part of yes. the, your shopping yes. centers. Yes. That should be pretty easy because uh, what we are offering them it's a very uh, simple way to go online, where they pretty much do not have to uh, invest too much resources or uh, effort. So uh, when we get an order, what we will do is we'll pick it up from the uh, merchant and mm -hmm. we will handle all the cash collection and uh, refunds if there are or uh, cancellations. So uh, that has been taken care of by us. So if we think about it, it's a great service to provide to your tenants. Yep. I mean, the same way that uh, offline, 
uh, you are providing a service yeah, in your yeah. shopping shopping yeah. centers. Yeah. I mean, plenty of services, yeah, but obviously yeah. the location yeah, yeah, yeah. is uh, is one of them. You 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 are going to do the same thing yes. online. Yeah. They will have also a location yeah. where yeah. they can present the yeah. products and and you will manage all the services yeah. around. Yeah. Uh, in particular, the the logistic yeah. for the fulfillment, I guess. Yes. So the uh, marketplace the angle that uh, we're driving at is uh, to it's a retailer-driven uh, marketplace. Uh, we want this to be a solution not only for uh, paying customers who buy items, but also for uh, retailers who uh, are unable to uh, set up their own online store or feels that there's no uh, incentive for them to do so at this stage. And uh, in a way, we, also, we are providing omni-channel as a service, right? So on one hand, we are leasing them space, a physical space in our world. Uh, shopping centers and uh, the other is that we are also offering to sell these products that they have in the uh, physical stores i really like the term omni-channel <laughs> as a service <laughs> yeah i think very few uh, players in the world have uh, this kind of uh, luxury for us to do so and uh, we are definitely very grateful that we are in the right place at the right time to do so yeah and uh, i guess uh, in myanmar i mean you have all this infrastructure already in place. How many shopping centers do you have in the country? We have uh, 22. Are you able to cover the full country or you are really dedicated on some area only? Yeah. Now we are in the uh, seven in seven cities in Myanmar. So these are what we will call the uh, tier one and tier two cities where mm -hmm. uh, there is uh, well, enough uh, spending power to sustain these uh, commercial uh, formats. So uh, I think we are uh, pretty well covered in terms of the, in the, the country in being where we need to be. And uh, I think the exciting part is that uh, now with online, we can cover to uh, places where we have not covered yet. And uh, these could be long tail uh, products, these could be items that you know, they would uh, struggle to find it uh, in their uh, own cities, but where we are able to ship uh, to them their convenience. Uh, you are also interested by products that uh, can be only found uh, outside Myanmar? Uh, definitely, but the challenge is really the, um, um, the commercial uh, format because we are ultimately a retailer and uh, for the online store we are taking uh, asset light uh, approach to it. So, uh, but, uh, well, uh, we don't know if there is enough demand for a particular product that we see there's opportunity. Perhaps we could make it online exclusive. We could uh, hold some stock of it to serve uh, the customers. So yes. sourcing, I guess, is a big challenge because yes. uh, obviously uh, compared to the pure players, um, so the big dragons uh, yeah, yeah, in, yeah. In, the, in the world, uh, I, I mean, the fact to have all this infrastructure in your country uh, provide a lot, but uh, uh, for, for, for products that come outside Myanmar, uh, I guess it's a challenge to find, um, to, to find the sellers for it. Yeah, uh, and uh, the reason why the big players are so uh, powerful is also because of the combined effort of the sellers that they have on their platform who are very driven, very hungry to sell, um, who are you know not just uh, promoting about their products that they are selling on, let's say Amazon or Taobao or Tmall, but they are also going on Facebook, on uh, WeChat, on uh, various platforms and uh, promoting their products. They might be doing live streaming to 
uh, entice people to buy it. So uh, I think for uh, uh, such products to take off, it also requires uh, the uh, sellers to um, to to uh, become more sophisticated as well. And I think in Myanmar, we are still in the early days, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, no doubt it would happen once. Uh, People start to get uh, have faith in uh, buying online. We know that um, the delivery cost yes. uh, for for digital commerce is uh, is quite often a barrier yeah. uh, for 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 the customers. Yeah. Uh, what is a way uh, you can you can optimize this cost? Yeah. Uh, I think uh, f- uh, firstly in uh, Myanmar we still have the luxury of uh, uh, labor that is still uh, quite low cost. At the moment, uh, compared to the more developed markets, where you know to deliver uh, a rush uh, order, it, it costs around, in, at least in Singapore, around ten to fifteen dollars. Uh, but in Myanmar, the cost is much lower. So uh, on one hand, I think the uh, per unit economics works uh, quite well over here. And the second is that we are delivering uh, from uh, whichever. Um, fulfillment center that's most efficient so it could be a warehouse it could be a store and uh, at least within Yangon uh, we are no more than 20 minutes away from the nearest uh, household and uh, we think that there are uh, immense uh, uh, um, savings and and efficiency when we are able to do so so all um, but again um, uh, uh, the um, the costs are definitely much uh, higher than uh, what you expect in a physical retail where um, uh, customers just uh, shop and pick it up themselves. Uh, but I think that uh, there's an opportunity to also um, increase the basket size online where we see that there's a much higher uh, basket as well as to also migrate people to buying uh, other products that we don't offer in our stores. Uh, and that's again another opportunity that uh, online, the online business provides us. So again, I mean, you benefit of all your infrastructure to be able to reduce the cost because you have already uh, this location in the yeah. in the shopping yeah. center. Yeah. Are you able to combine? Uh, I mean, you do grocery, yeah. uh, you do uh, other products with the brands that you have uh, in your stores. Yeah. Uh, are you able to combine uh, food and non-food? Yes. Uh, so for the uh, upcoming. Um, e-commerce store on the SAP Hybris Commerce, uh, we will be able to uh, combine orders, uh, not from various um, sellers, uh, and not just whether it's food or non-food, say, for example, we're able to combine uh, groceries with, let's say, uh, a florist that's uh, listed in our store if they, they are coming out from the, from the uh, same zone. And I think that's uh, you know, a great, um, would be a, a great convenience to our customers as well, uh, but also uh, results in uh, lower uh, costs to fulfill for the uh, sellers as well. Okay, okay. Um, in, in terms of uh, delivery, do you have your your own logistic, yeah. or, or you you use some some? I mean, do you have any in Myanmar any uh, any logistic uh, company yeah, that is yeah, able to yeah, do for yeah. you? So uh, for in, you? in in Myanmar, the um, the logistics players are still uh, fairly uh, small and uh, there are many of them uh, serving uh, their uh, different zones. Uh, 
so to uh, mitigate this problem, what we did was, uh, we saw this as, as also as a business opportunity. So we formed a joint venture with uh, Ninja Van from uh, Singapore. So it's a pan Southeast Asian logistics uh, startup. And uh, we essentially uh, brought them in into Myanmar, uh, set up a joint venture, and Ninja Vans would uh, uh, fulfill not just our deliveries, but also uh, third party. Again, this... So actually, I guess you are the main customer, uh, but in the same time, from a business model point of view, they can develop themselves yeah. to, uh, to sell the same service yeah, to yeah. other brands in, uh, in your country, right? Exactly. So that's really the plan. So, so we saw this uh, as both a challenge and an opportunity, and we decided to uh, take the uh, full advantage of this uh, proposition. Uh, and uh, this really with the aim of uh, reducing our delivery costs. If we were to just uh, set up our own logistics to serve our own uh, deliveries, I don't think we'll go too far in uh, uh, optimizing. Optimizing yeah. the cost. I mean, in particular, long term, I guess. Exactly. And maybe today, uh, I mean, if you are the main customer of this company, uh, there is no so much optimization. But if we, see, if we think long term, uh, the, the optimization will be... Uh, will be uh, much more bigger. Yes. So in, in terms of delivery, um, I mean, grocery, you sell food, but yes. uh, are you able to also to do fresh? Yes. Uh, so in fact, we are uh, live with the fresh products uh, now in our uh, online store. So, so we, we know that in, in, uh, in terms of delivery, it's always uh, fulfillment. It's quite a big challenge to do fresh, right? Yes. I mean, uh, do you have any strategy for this? Um, uh, with regards to this, uh, so um, uh, it, for us, I think the advantage that we have again is the uh, store network. Again, mm -hmm. uh, we are fulfilling mostly from the stores where it's uh, uh, feasible to do so. So uh, from the stores, um, we can guarantee that the products are in the uh, fresher state and uh, the distance and time taken to uh, deliver to the customer is the um, shortest and faster. So uh, that's one of the ways that uh, um, we uh, mitigate this uh, problem. Uh, the other is that we also are using uh, some uh, interesting technology from Finland. It's a, it's a cold chain uh, box that runs on just uh, CO2 dry ice. It doesn't require additional electricity uh, and it's able to track uh, the temperature uh, along the way. So. It's called Bakava, and uh, we are very happy using it because it fits uh, the uh, online uh, fresh delivery very well because we are able to have uh, two compartments, one for chilled and one for frozen. Uh, that's, uh, uh, that's uptime. Yeah, I guess in terms of cost, it's a very, very good yeah, optimization yeah. because uh, most of the competitors usually, they have yeah. specific vehicles yeah, yeah. where they are able to manage the switch temperature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here you can use yeah. a standard vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. You just, I mean, use this box exactly. to, uh, to, to, to manage a different type of, uh, of products. Yes. Very interesting. Um, do you, I mean, we know that like Amazon, for example, is able to, uh, to, to, do, to manage subscription. Uh, with uh, with Amazon Prime, uh, so that is a way I think that they can have like people regularly buying, mm -hmm. and again without caring so much about mm -hmm. the, uh, the delivery, so without friction yeah. in terms of delivery. Do you have uh, something like this as well as a strategy, or yeah. or that's not your? Yeah. 
So uh, with regards to uh, subscriptions, uh, we think that may that's something perhaps for the future as the uh, existing um, uh, customers are. Uh, it's a concept that's very new to them. Even uh, shopping online or visiting a supermarket, a physical one, uh, is still quite uh, uh, an experience. So uh, the first thing that we'll do, however, is to uh, uh, focus on our loyalty program. Called City Rewards that we are launching soon. So with that, uh, there are different tiers. So uh, if a customer hits a particular uh, tier, they do get uh, rebates, uh, better rebates across uh, online and offline. And I think that will uh, motivate them to uh, stay within the uh, our uh, system, and hopefully, uh, you know, translate to uh, customer loyalty. And I think perhaps in the future we can consider maybe having a special. Perks for them, such as maybe free deliveries for a certain tier of customers. It's all uh, possible, and uh, we're uh, looking forward to uh, implementing all these uh, exciting stuff. So the loyalty program is actually your, one of your second uh, innovation yeah. program you were mentioning uh, mentioning before. I guess it's quite interesting to be able to um, to, to have a, a view of the customer also offline. Yes. I mean, obviously online it's quite easy. Uh, but can you maybe elaborate a little bit uh, on the on your op- omni-channel strategy yep. and how you can get that like a 360 view yes. of the customer that uh, any retailer is looking yeah. for? Yeah, uh, I think the first step for uh, us to go full omni-channel is uh, first to have a single view of our customers. So uh, I think the end game for us is that uh, we have uh, uh, consolidated uh, data platform uh, for us to uh, see uh, customers' journey, whether it's online or offline, uh, in, in, in one um, um, place, and also to be able to um, um, create promotions uh, across all our channels, all across our stores, and across uh, loyal cu- loyalty customers or uh, ordinary customers. So. I think when that happens, I think uh, we will say that we have done our job and we are full mm-hmm. omni-channel. Currently, we are just multi-channel because we are managing uh, the offline uh, business and the offline uh, loyalty program separately from, say, the online uh, channel. And uh, that's something that uh, we are striving towards too. But uh, I think one step at a time. Now, uh, we are just building the platform first, but mm-hmm. uh, it's right in our uh, uh, radar to... Uh, as we speak about customers, is there any services um, that uh, you would like to provide to the customer offline on their offline journey, yeah. where the, the digital uh, commerce platform that you are building right now yeah. uh, can, can help? Yeah. So uh, one of the uh, delivery uh, um, choice uh, is uh, click and collect. We are able to offer this to the our online customers and we were just thinking you know whether is it possible to use this uh, service for additional uh, purposes uh, and uh, I think in Myanmar uh, customers still enjoy uh, doing grocery shopping uh, we still have uh, plenty of time on our hands and yeah. we enjoy the experience of going to a store picking the uh, especially the fresh products seeing what's to be able to uh, choose by yourself offer. 
and uh, maybe just uh, you know get a bit of uh, air conditioning as well. Uh, <laughs> you have customers like this, just going of to the course. grocery <laughs> just to enjoy yeah. the condition. And Myanmar, it's uh, half the year is too hot, and the other half is raining, so it's <laughs> always good to be indoors. Um, and uh, but one of the pain points that is universal across uh, all grocery shoppers, whether it's in Myanmar or uh, in developed markets, is that. People just don't enjoy bringing all these products home. You know, you have to load it in the car, bring it up the stairs, or you know, if you're fortunate, you see you have the elevator. But uh, it's still a hassle. And uh, imagine uh, if you have uh, stuff to do after grocery shopping. Say you want to, you know, go for uh, a haircut or um, uh, meet your friends for a drink. So you you have to bring your groceries along. You have to worry about the ice cream that's melting. So a lot of people, I think, they plan uh, their day around <laughs> grocery shopping, and we don't we don't think that's right. Uh, we feel that customers should be able to buy anything that they want uh, in whatever way they want it uh, at their convenience. And one of the things we are looking at is whether customers can make their purchase but drop those products off at the store, and we will deliver them to. Uh, their house at uh, their convenient time so it's essentially using the click and collect uh, model but uh, originating from on offline yes and, and at the end it changed the customer experience offline right exactly uh, because uh, I mean if we go further in this yeah. direction yeah. in your shopping center you will have more like showroom exactly uh, rather than uh, really stores where you have the stock and yeah. uh, where you have Uh, all the products in yeah. different models. I mean, I guess you yeah. know, um, we we speak about optimization. We spoke about optimization of cost before, yeah. but in shopping centers, uh, you need to do optimization of the space. Yes. Uh, so here, yeah, I guess yeah, uh, it's yeah, quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do do you have um, do you have any ideas in your shopping center to provide different experience? I don't know. I I seen in Singapore like you can mix. Your, your buying, as you were saying before, um, but also with cooking lesson, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is yeah. there any experimentation or do you have any ideas like this yeah. uh, uh, for City yeah. So for our shopping centers, uh, especially the newer ones, uh, we are um, doing experimenting on concepts such as like pop-up stores yeah. uh, and uh, exclusive uh, uh, niche uh, stores. And uh, so this gives uh, customers a real reason to uh, visit, revisit, Uh, a shopping center, even though they know that you know these items are uh, available uh, online, and I think the the real uh, gist is that we need to really focus on what our customers really want, instead of providing what it's easy for us to do so, and it requires a rethink in the uh, customer journey, uh, customers' motivations, and uh, I think uh, as long as we do that. Um, The customer, I mean, uh, it should take off eventually. <laughs> but yeah, that's the goal of the shopping center, right? Not just to sell products, yeah. Yeah. but maybe that people go and they will spend all the afternoon yeah. or even yeah. all the day yeah. Yeah. because they enjoy the experience. Yeah. Uh, and I think there's also uh, both uh, hardware and uh, software at work uh, to really pull this off. Uh, so if you uh, imagine uh, your favorite uh, retailer, Um, I th I suppose that they already have uh, some online presence. You are able to buy these products uh, uh, online. Say, for example, like Zara, Uniqlo. I'm sure they have uh, online presence. But how many times have you gone into one of their stores and find a product that uh, 
maybe it doesn't just doesn't have your size or not in the color you want it and how many times has the salesperson said to you that i will place an order for you online and i'll just ship it to you free not so and often eh? you almost never hear about it and you think about it you there's probably a few percentage that can be made just from uh, this uh, simple act and it doesn't require new technology because it's already there uh, it just requires uh, some uh, training and some uh, emphasis uh, in, in the service so um, it's online it's not just to replace um, the physical sales but it should complement it and even uh, you know, give the boost as well so it's like uh, the change management uh, that uh, you need to do um, with the staff in, in the yeah. store right yeah, yeah. So exactly. more like trainings, more yeah. enablement yeah. Yeah. Uh, on, on the way they can yeah. uh, they can use both worlds, offline and online, yeah. and to co combine them. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the way that we are seeing this, because we are uh, starting this journey uh, uh, offline, is that, uh, and we are fulfilling from the stores, is you know, we say the same message to all the store managers that we are not trying to take away your sales. In fact, by increasing your sales, we are giving you an additional channel that you pretty much do not have to do do put in too much effort in it other than uh, uh, making sure that uh, it's packed on time and uh, you just hand it over to the delivery team. So uh, on our offline side, we're also making uh, it as simple as possible for our uh, um, staff to handle uh, online sales. And, uh, and I think uh, we just need to uh, look at this uh, opportunity as, as a group rather than you know from silos where okay this is on, offline sales and this is online sales so it's a typical challenge for the channel right yes how do you how do you ensure that uh, legacy or yeah. The, yeah. the traditional um, commerce yeah. uh, go well with the, with the, with the online yeah. part yeah. Uh, fortunately um, we are still a fairly young company we are just uh, over 20 years uh, old uh, but uh, uh, so we don't have that much to be honest uh, um, legacy or that much uh, resistance from the uh, uh, existing uh, core business uh, units so um, many of the things that we are working on actually um, uh, I, we are able to execute it quite uh, smoothly um, but uh, you know uh, on one hand um, this is an operational challenge on the other hand uh, what we see as a as a big omnichannel headache is the pricing strategy. This is something that I think uh, uh, at certain point in time, um, uh, retailers uh, will get smarter at. Uh, so what is the challenge here? Uh, so uh, unlike, uh, say, the likes of Amazon or Alibaba, where they are still pretty much still uh, mostly online, uh, they can have... Uh, uh, a very uh, separate uh, pricing strategy that uh, doesn't regard uh, um, um, uh, retail offline retail sales. For us, we are in both, uh, uh, and uh, offline is still by far the biggest uh, channel as of now. So the question is, in an online store where uh, location is not a factor, uh, uh, where geographic differences are not a factor, where uh, offline uh, constraints are not a factor. What do you price these products at? You know, uh, do you have a different pricing for uh, online, or do you keep to what is uh, available uh, uh, offline? And because you have less cost for the online. Um, yes, and also because uh, there are certain uh, products that you would like to uh, promote online. There, there, uh, offline has. Uh, 
maybe it's uh, cost uh, loss leaders okay, and okay. Uh, that you, that that you have to consider but in the online space uh, you know uh, do you follow the same strategy so these are things that we still uh, are thinking about so if you want to promote online for example you are worried right now to do this because uh, uh, the customer will complain that uh, they don't have the same price uh, yeah. offline. Yeah. And, and it starts to get tricky when uh, you start to do uh, click and collect. Yeah. Where uh, essentially, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, how <laughs> do you? Yeah. <laughs> the customer coming the store and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you see a different price. So yeah. Uh, yeah. how do you reconcile these uh, two prices? Is uh, one of our challenges. But I think, uh, which is why. Uh, we want to have a single view of our customers at a point in time where I think we are able to reconcile all these differences where maybe it's not uh, whether you buy it online or offline that has uh, you know, there's any difference in the price, but depends on who the customer is. Yeah. And maybe ultimately that, that's what matters. By the way, who your customer is? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I guess not everybody in Myanmar yeah. go to, the, yeah. to yeah. a shopping yeah. center and even uh, worse go yeah. to online, right? Yeah. Um, in Myanmar, we have a very narrow band of uh, consumers who are able to spend beyond their uh, necessities. Uh, the average uh, income for uh, most is still around 150 US dollars a month. So uh, for uh, for these group of customers, um, I think uh, they, they will need some time before their income levels rise for them to start to uh, shop in our even in our physical stores. Uh, not to mention online, uh, and uh, but there's always uh, you know at, we are starting from low base, and of course there's uh, huge uh, potential for growth in the future, but uh, we are still very limited to serving the our modern I mean uh, middle to uh, affluent class, and that's around only ten percent of the population. So, uh, and uh, for online, I think you will have uh, even a smaller pool. Mm-hmm. Where uh, it's a group that it's they know exactly what they want and um, they are willing to pay for delivery fees. They are um, they are savvy enough to uh, uh, shop online. So uh, it's a smaller pool, but uh, we think that um, uh, this uh, is changing, and uh, we need to be on top of their minds whenever they think about you know, shopping in our in physical or or online. Yeah, everything is changing so quickly yes. anyway in your country. So right now for the online, so middle class and more young people, young generation? Yeah, or yeah. Yeah? We, we see a lot of uh, young people and we see a lot of uh, the uh, white-collared office workers who are uh, staff uh, for time. Uh, I think uh, necessity is still the greatest driver. So um, uh, people who are shopping online really feel uh, a need for this service. So uh, for now, our bar of customers we didn't even have to spend too much effort in acquiring them. They found us rather than we found them. Yeah. So uh, again, these are people who really appreciate our service uh, because uh, maybe they have uh, um, uh, kids at home and they can't go out for shopping or uh, they are working long hours and uh, do not have time to uh, pick up groceries. So um, currently, it's uh, more of the necessity. But uh, in the, we hope that with more product offerings and more uh, stores uh, in the marketplace, we should be able to see uh, people shopping for other reasons as well. And what is um, mobile penetration? Yeah. I mean, internet penetration is maybe not so high, but yeah. Uh, yeah. usually uh, in Southeast Asia, yeah. uh, the, the mobile penetration can be quite high. Is, yes. is it the same yeah. in uh, yeah. Myanmar? 
The same. Uh, and uh, particularly Myanmar, it's a mobile first uh, economy. Uh, very few people have actually uh, used a desktop. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, and most people uh, are using uh, mobile as a means to get on the internet. Uh, we estimate that it's around uh, 30 million in out of a population of 50 that is uh, mobile Already. and uh, are using I mean, internet through mobile. So incredibly uh, interesting statistics there and out of them uh, around uh, 80 plus percent are actually using smartphones so that's one of the highest around the world for uh, smartphone penetration rate very, very interesting very interesting and uh, is it expensive to uh, to have uh, to have internet with mobile uh, in uh, mm -hmm. in Myanmar? Uh, not really uh, because of the uh, competition and the, because of the liberalization of the uh, telecommunication industry uh, at, uh, at the same time, so uh, all the telcos were buying for the same uh, business and mm. uh, the uh, cost of uh, going online is just uh, very low and uh, which explains uh, why you know Myanmar people spend quite a significant time uh, um, on, on uh, online you know watching YouTube videos uh, going on Facebook chatting on Viber etc so we are still in a very social stage of our mobile uh, or online development uh, I, I, we would suspect that you know uh, e-commerce is coming soon yes but now most people are just there for you know social reasons so so I guess uh, you are obviously mobile first right when you uh, uh, when you develop your digital platform yeah. and uh, you were mentioning uh, social network yes so in my mouth Facebook is the is, is the dominant one yeah yeah uh, so do you have any strategy in terms of marketing yeah. uh, related to Facebook? Yeah. Facebook is king. Uh, pretty much uh, people associate Facebook. Uh, I mean, Facebook's importance to them is uh, it's not just social, but it's also a search engine. It's also a web uh, browser. Uh, very few people have the notion of what a web browser is, but they all know what Facebook is and what Facebook does. So that's why we spent uh, a big chunk of our um, uh, marketing uh, on uh, even for our physical stores on Facebook in uh, digital marketing in Facebook and we have a huge team to support these uh, our various different brands uh, on um, to um, uh, to be present on Facebook and for uh, online uh, not to mention so we don't spend uh, anything uh, uh, in our marketing other than uh, you know just uh, being present in Facebook, targeting the segments that are relevant. Uh, uh, and uh, we see that the case for the other uh, Myanmar e-commerce stores is that 90% uh, of the traffic comes from Facebook. Nobody 90%? Yes. Nobody so goes. they don't have like Google in uh, <laughs> Myanmar? Uh, we have Google, but uh, uh, nobody really uh, searches on Google. Uh, I think uh, pretty much it's because of the uh, the natural language programming is not that uh, sophisticated yet so it's very difficult to search for articles first and so you mean natural language programming La natural language yeah, processing maybe yeah the, the so it doesn't work very well for your language you mean? yes it's still early days uh, but it's improving uh, for example Google Translate is uh, just improving by leaps and bounds uh, every time I go back to uh, uh, use it so uh, I think it's getting better, but uh, again, uh, it's again content, right? Where, where, yes, where is the content? Yes. 
and in Myanmar, uh, Facebook holds most of the content, whether it's... And, and is Facebook better in terms of uh, NLP or, or is just a different way yeah. to get to the brand yeah. and again, more content-oriented? It's a different way to get to a brand and um, Myanmar people, uh, when they got on mobile, so back in uh, 2010, at the same time, so everybody it's mobile first and everybody adopted Facebook, which was the most uh, dominant uh, platform. Uh, and still is. So uh, people are used to newsfeed. Mm. Uh, it might seem uh. odd to people who uh, um, like like us who have uh, experienced uh, a different kind of internet, uh, a more search engine driven internet. But uh, what happens in a feed is that you first you don't know when to stop. <laughs> Second is that you don't search. You are just it's addictive, passive. Right? <laughs> you are a passive uh, browser. So you see whatever pops up. If you're interested, you click on it. Uh, you don't actively search it. So. Uh, I think it's 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 a habit, and uh, which is why we spend a lot on digital marketing, so we can. Yeah, you have to ensure eyeballs. that uh, your brand yes. appears on the feed, or yes. that's the way you will attract yeah, customers. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, and uh, the next thing is the uh, people like to chat. So uh, Facebook Messenger, it's a, it's a great platform for us to reach our customers, and uh, our customers come to us uh, for uh, you know chat to us for various reasons, not just. Uh, complaints and compliments but also even to buy stuff so they will write to us on message and say that you know i would like to have uh, uh, a bunch of bananas and you know uh, this is my address and <laughs> it's not that uh, Myanmar people are you know uh, lazy about it it's just that they, they want to have a conversation so does it mean that you have a lot of people in the customer service that are here to answer to all the facebook yeah, exactly. uh, messages <laughs> yeah yes a- any plan to uh, to introduce conversational commerce yeah, uh, yeah. to to optimize again yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the answers yeah, yeah. To, your, to, to your customers? Yeah. We are very keen to uh, uh, explore uh, chatbots as well, especially chatbots to facilitate um, uh, commerce. Mm. So uh, with that, uh, we've been uh, playing around with the uh, chatbot Charlie that's uh, available to test and uh, we really like it. I think a product like that would fit us very well in, uh, in a situation in Myanmar, where you know a lot of the uh, chat is actually product related, so they want to know more about the product. They want to know how to buy it, and uh, if we're able to uh, uh, um, provide them with an easier way to buy it, make it more frictionless, and I think uh, it will, it will, will, they will get hooked on it uh, uh, much easier than you know forcing them to go online to the storefront. They have to seek, select their products, put in their address. Well, you still do the same thing. Um, even with a chatbot, but in, 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 in a guided manner with, uh, you know, stages and uh, it's in a more friendly manner, in a more organic manner. Yeah, so chatbot for sure uh, seems to be a great way to improve the customer experience. Uh, do you explore also stuff like Google Home, so more like voice oriented? Yeah. Uh, is it something that you think will be interesting for your customers or yeah. they're already chatting yeah. and that's the main yeah. Yeah. Uh, channel for them. Uh, um, the uh, chat still remains the most uh, uh, popular way of uh, input. We think that uh, for with regards to this, uh, there needs to be a journey. So uh, while we have uh, leapfrog, say desktops, while we have uh, leapfrog, left leapfrog uh, fixed line internet, we have, uh, we have leapfrog into uh, mobile first. We have leapfrog into you know. Uh, 4G internet uh, overnight. 
uh, there are some certain things that you know it is these are steps along the way so uh, i think our current pool of customers are still very comfortable with uh, text uh, it maybe will take uh, some time before they are comfortable with uh, voice mm-hmm. and um, uh, so one step at a time i think uh, uh, we'll try to uh, uh, build uh, a more robust uh, uh, chat first and then uh, we'll see uh, where we are with uh, voice so we can see, right, discussing with you how much you need to innovate in yes. your business. Um, I didn't expect so much, actually. Uh, so what, what is your strategy here to, uh, to foster the innovation uh, in, in, in CityMark? Yeah. Um, uh, for us, uh, we are, for digital projects, uh, it's helpful that we are operating at it uh, very separately, uh, uh, apart from our current core business. So uh, I have uh, two teams working on it to mm-hmm. in that are operating in a more startup-like manner where you know, cool. they, they have less uh, bureaucracy, uh, they, uh, they are encouraged to fail fast, um, and it's a very different culture. It's still uh, the same office or it's a different one? Because I can imagine yeah, if I work on a yeah, traditional yeah. Uh, corporate yeah, aspect, yeah, yeah. I will be jealous yeah, yeah. and I will ask to work yeah, in yeah. your team. Uh, it is uh, essentially same office, but uh, we annex a uh, part of it for uh, the digital projects. Uh, the wilder projects, like the fintech stuff, they have a separate, to- totally separate new office because we want them to be more adventurous. Uh, but uh, for commerce, for online, uh, uh, we still see that there's a lot of synergies uh, that uh, we could uh, get between uh, being the same location with uh, offline and online. Uh, so that's one uh, bit I do. So uh, I help to incubate our uh, digital projects. But on the other side, uh, I also help to uh, evangelize to our uh, offline colleagues. We were uh, speaking about change management. Yes. So I'm interested by this part. Yeah. What, what, do you have techniques? Do you have uh, tactics for this? Yeah. So it's really to... Uh, I mean, to spam them uh, day and night about the advantages about, you know, uh, us needing to change and apply. Uh, and I play the role of a digital, digital evangelist and uh, trying to uh, find new ways to apply uh, uh, the interesting concepts to offline and uh, to get, you know, our offline colleagues more interested into, you know, doing things a new way, even in their existing uh, business units. So encouraging them to use, uh, for example, design thinking and uh, wow. to, to think of the box. It's uh, challenging. Uh, so you are like kind of design thinking session? <laughs> yes. I mean, like, is it the, the official one, I always yeah, say, yeah, is yeah, the one yeah, from uh, IDEA? IDEO. Yeah, IDEO. Um, we do uh, internal hackathons. Uh, wow. So this is where we invite uh, teams from uh, different business units uh, across different uh, ranks and uh, for them to come down and work on uh, simple uh, well, uh, work on issues uh, that uh, they face in their day-to-day work and to come up with uh, implementable solutions to it so uh, it's non-technical at all so n- they do not need to code or they need not need to apply technology but all they need to do is to come with an open mind to uh, go to, to use uh, the uh, for example the IDEO uh, uh, process to come up with uh, you know, solutions that uh, uh, that they could implement to uh, 
improve uh, these things. So this is one of the uh, um, uh, things that we do to foster uh, greater uh, out-of-the-box uh, uh, thinking and also to give people empowerment to let them feel interested in, you know, that they can make a change. So it's very, very important for change management, right? It's yes. not like you come with an idea, you build the idea and then uh, they have no choice. You try to, to yeah. co-design. Yeah. Uh, do you mix the teams yes, when you do yes. this kind we of, mix uh, the teams. of sessions? We mix the teams so that we make sure that they come from different backgrounds. And uh, I think the uh, point of it is really to um, let them know that, you know, uh, to break down uh, challenges or difficulties into bite-sized pieces for them to uh, not look at problems that uh, they feel that they have no uh, control over, but to give them, you know, bite-sized um, tasks that they could work on and that they could uh, make a difference in. And all it needs maybe is just people from different uh, groups to come together, come up with a solution that's well thought out of, and spend a few more days to uh, put it into uh, practice. And we, we also, we already discussed, like, uh, that you are working with... Uh, with, with some startups, yes. I guess uh, the ecosystem yes. uh, around City Mart yes. is very important to bring this uh, this innovation. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, but there are also many uh, areas where we don't have any expertise in. For mm -hmm. example, like uh, mobile wallets, like fintech, mm -hmm. uh, like uh, last mile logistics. Uh, these are areas where um, we don't have the requisite uh, experience. While we have an ecosystem that demand for it. Uh, there's uh, maybe in certain areas supply for it. Let's say in terms of for loyalty programs or for mobile wallet, we have a user base that we could tap on, which are our customers. For logistics, it's again user base, but also you know we are able to maybe transfer some of our fleet and some of our uh, delivery routes to, uh, to, to, to the uh, company that's serving it. Uh, but what we need is the experience and one of the fastest way to do uh, to set it up is to form uh, joint ventures and we love working with startups because they come in with uh, so much more energy and so much more uh, uh, enthusiasm into uh, the uh, organization and uh, so you already spoke about ninja van where you have a joint yes. venture with, with them yes do you plan to reproduce this model with with other other startups yeah. or do you have already this kind of things for yeah certainly so uh, we are in the uh, so for uh, logistics and uh, the fintech uh, business we have startups already and uh, if there are more uh, we are uh, i mean we are keen to look at more for example uh, and uh, this could be in the content production space or uh, anywhere that you know we could use our ecosystem and then to create a, a brand new product that cannot that, that does not only serve us, but also to the rest of the country. You are speaking about fintech. Is it something you want to keep confidential or uh, or you want to share? Yeah. I mean, fintech, I mean, you are doing groceries, <laughs> why do you, you want to do fintech? Yeah. Um, the, uh, if you look at the big um, commerce players around the, in the world, you see that uh, they have uh, similarities that... Uh, they are. They both have three products. One is, uh, of course, the commerce, a play, a marketplace. Uh, in most cases, the other is logistics, and the last is that they are in the finance space as well. So if you look at Alibaba, 
they have the uh, Tmall, Taobao, which are uh, commerce platforms. You have uh, they have the logistics network called Tainiao, then then they have the Alipay, which is payments. And uh, same goes for Amazon. They are entering into uh, their uh, suppliers uh, space or vendor space as well, such as uh, credit card and debit card issuance. They have their own uh, fleet of uh, uh, airlines. I mean, uh, uh, planes now to to do uh, deliveries. So uh, for us, we feel that we also need to be uh, set up in the same way where we need to control uh, at least these uh, core products, or it's very easy for uh, somebody to come up to disrupt us. And so for the payment part, for the fintech part, you see. It's more like a productive approach, yeah. uh, or you, you see uh, all the all the benefits that you you can have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we are looking at uh, to partner, so uh, we are not uh, a bank, and uh, we don't think that we will become a bank. Uh, but what we want is for our customers to be able to uh, receive uh, seamless uh, services that they could get from uh, our financial partners when they. Spend money, so um, the uh, end game for us in this space is uh, where, you know, whether is it possible to, uh, for customers to get uh, instant uh, higher purchase approval mm -hmm. uh, at the uh, store when they check out, uh, so they do, do not have to pay a single cent. But again, the customers' uh, credit history has been uh, put through some uh, algorithms to you know segment them based on their spending patterns or various. Uh, or uh, data from various sources. So, uh, if we are able to do that, then I guess uh, uh, for the customers it will be uh, a great convenience. And uh, I think the line between finance and retail then becomes quite blurred, right? You know. Oh wow, wow! <laughs> so much ambition. I mean, that seems very exciting. Yeah. Okay, Ronald. Well, thank you, uh, thank you so much for uh, sharing with us uh, today. Uh, I mean, we, we are in Bali, so maybe we can just continue the conversation around a cocktail <laughs> at the swimming pool. Sure thing. I can't wait. <laughs> okay, thank you, Ronald. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.